We pick up at the bottom of uh, Yud Bet Amud Bet 12b. Uh, we had been discussing uh, different uh, when we when people have given different testimonies, uh, and we had related that to the idea of kamates. And now we carry on uh, in terms of those testimonies for a bit before we do get back to kamates yet again. Amar uh, Bar Ashi, Rav Shimi Bar Ashi says uh, people can the witnesses can make a discrepancy. Uh, and uh, there is a certain amount of time that uh, would be allowable as a discrepancy between witnesses. Uh, he says, Lo shanu ela uh, they are, we, we had different ideas yesterday, whether it was two to three hours uh, or more, uh, and you know, even up to uh, half an hour, an hour. Uh, we had all different opinions, uh, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Huda, uh, etc. However, uh, the qualification is, uh, it's only when uh, it's different hours of the day, Lo shanu ela b'sha'ot, aval echad uh, if one says uh, the incident happened uh, before sunrise, and the other one said it happens after sunrise, that is definitely contradictory uh, testimony, and therefore uh, these people are discredited as witnesses. The Gemara says, surely that is uh, obvious. Why would you think otherwise? And the Gemara says, no. So we modify uh, what we said, what we just said. One said it happened before sunrise, and the one said it happened uh, at. I mean, the one says just before sunrise, and 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 the one that says happened during sunrise. So well, the Gemara is going to modify this as well. Eidatan uh, we say that is also uh, nullified, that is no good. Hainami uh, Pashita, and the Gemara says that with well, the that's also obvious. A person is not going to make a mistake before sunrise and after sunrise. A very similar answer, but it means just before sunrise, maybe. No, really, what we're talking about is a very narrow time period, and they're talking about actually the same time period. And the one one person is saying, the one says it happened exactly at a sunrise. It says, because he was standing outside and he could see the sun actually uh, coming up, uh, and therefore he was, it was to him, it was much more light. Uh, the Alma who and and therefore he thought it was actually uh, sunrise, but actually just getting towards sunrise, and it actually was uh, actually just before sunrise, and that's what the other person uh, said before. So actually they were talking about the same thing, uh, and and you might think that that would be acceptable, and we say no, uh, that is uh, uh, it's not um, that uh, that that's not acceptable. Uh, even you know surely a person would know. Uh, if it actually happened at sunrise or just before as well. Right. I'm Rav Nachman, I'm Rav. Rav Nachman said that Rav said, Halacha Karabi Yehuda. The Halacha goes like Rabbi Yehuda. Remember yesterday we'd had uh, that uh, Rabbi Yehuda had said uh, that you can eat chametz uh, until the uh, the fourth hour. Uh, between the fourth hour and the fifth hour, you suspend the chametz and then at the beginning of the fifth hour, uh, then you burn it. Uh, and we'd had um, uh, Rabbi Maya uh, saying, no, you can eat uh, chametz all the way until the end of the fifth hour, and then uh, you move straight away into burning. Uh, now, Rav Nachman said that Rav said, Lacha goes like Rabbi Huda. I'm going to Rav Rav Nachman. Now, Rav says Rav Nachman, why didn't you say the Lacha goes like Rabbi Maya? Because we have an anonymous Mishnah uh, that is taught according to his opinion. Now, 
the way that uh, Rebbe Yehuda Nasi, Rebbe, uh, arranged the Mishnah, because he uh, collated all the Mishnayot uh, into what we what we know as Mishnah, before that it was all uh, um, oral, and just passed down from uh, parent to, to, to child and teacher to student, uh, and therefore there, was no, there wasn't any need to write it down. At a point in time, uh, Rebbe needed to write it down because of persecutions and the fact that we were worried that it was going to get lost. Um, uh, and... Uh, and then what uh, what we have now is that Rebbe, when he collated the Mishnah, uh, an opinion that he thought was authoritative, he put it down as anonymous. Uh, and therefore, so often there's a lot of weight placed on these anonymous Mishnahs. So uh, that, that's the idea there. If, if there is an anonymous Mishnah, which seems to go like Rebbe Meir, where is that Mishnah? Right at the beginning, uh, the first Mishnah of the second chapter did none. Uh, all the time that you are allowed to eat chametz, uh, you can feed it to your animal. So this is, uh, th- there doesn't seem to be any uh, period uh, in between. It's either uh, 100% allowed or 100% disallowed. Now that obviously goes a lot more like Rabbi Meir, uh, as we said, because of the fact that he said everything is permitted up until uh, the uh, the the uh, the fifth hour and then after the fifth hour it is totally forbidden so that uh, the the kind of binary way of looking at it is uh, much more along these lines as opposed to uh, what Rabbi Huda says the you know the, you have the three time periods totally permitted uh, and then a certain uh, you know hanging period an hour where you know it's 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 allowed uh, not you're not allowed to eat but you're allowed to get benefit like feeding your animal uh, from it and then only after that a certain time period then it becomes totally forbidden so uh, this 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 opinion that we have in the uh, Mishnah uh, seems to be going like Rebbe Meir uh, so uh, we say no that is actually not a Stam Mishnah uh, that is Mishum Dekasha Muta really what what happens is is that uh, over there uh, in, in as we when we get to it I think it's on on Daf Chaf Aleph 21 uh, we're going to see uh, there is a discussion about that uh, the way this Mishnah is phrased uh, etc and therefore it uh, it should have mentioned it differently if it went like Rabbi Meir uh, and because it should have uh, you know there's a problem with the word mutar. Okay, we're not going to go too much into it now uh, because we don't necessarily uh, need to, to, to discuss it now. We'll leave it for then uh, and uh, we'll deal with it then. Bezrat Hashem. But what we want to do as you said, can't seem to, uh, it doesn't go like Rebbe Meir. Uh, this Mishnah does not go like Rebbe Meir and therefore is not a Stam Mishnah. Okay, name Ma'ar Halachak Rebbe Gamliel. So then maybe what we should say uh, is that uh, the Halacha should go like Rebbe Gamliel. Dehave Leimachriya. Uh, that because he is uh, the person that uh, is acting as a an intermediary. Okay, he uh, he he he, um, he acts as a, as a person that compromises uh, between these opinions. Uh, because um, you know what 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 happens is that uh, that Rabbi Gamliel had mentioned uh, that uh, actually for for Truma, uh, you know you, you have to uh, the four four up to four hours. He said was um, uh, the the idea. Of you're not allowed to eat. Uh, you, you can eat normal chametz at the, at the, at the fourth hour. You're not allowed to eat a normal chametz. However, uh, truma uh, was the thing that he said that you could eat uh, until the fifth hour uh, because of the fact that uh, uh, really the last thing you want to do is destroy truma. You want to try avoid that as much as possible. Destroy something holy like truma. So you are given an extra hour uh, to eat it. So. Um, 
So therefore, uh, what uh, and, and it seems to be that he's kind of acting as a middle position. And often what we do uh, as a person, we say as a makriya, a person who's an intermediary, uh, is uh, and, and, and taking bits of the one person and bits of the other person uh, is, is uh, acts as the deciding halakha. We generally follow that uh, because actually it's a rov. If we've got uh, one rabbi saying uh, uh, um, A and then one rabbi saying uh, C, uh, what, what, what we do is we say if there's a rabbi in the middle, they're diametrically opposite each other, and then a rabbi comes in the middle, he says, oh, uh, I'm taking a bit of A and a bit of C, uh, and I'm going to combine it into opinion uh, B. So then uh, uh, what we say is, in terms of, of that, uh, that uh, actually that is the, uh, the, the winning thing, because you have the rabbi in the middle taking, you know, when he's taking the one, when he takes the one person position, it's like two versus one, and then when he takes other rabbi's position, it's two versus one, the opposite way, uh, and therefore, so he, the, the, he acts as a majority, and that, that works. However, this makriya position does not work here, this compromise type position. Amalai, Rabban Gamla love makriya. We say, no, Rabban Gamla is not a makriya in this instance. He's not compromising uh, and getting an intermediate uh, way between the two. At times, don't show you, He's actually just saying his own opinion uh, because the only time he would be a makriya if Rabbi Meir uh, and Rabbi Huda both address truma. They both don't address, but neither of them address truma. Uh, they both just talk about uh, normal. They talk about normal food, uh, and they don't talk about truma. If uh, they would have said, Rabbi Meir would say, uh, you know, truma is allowed and chulin uh, is allowed, and uh, Rabbi Yossi, uh, Rabbi Huda uh, would say, chulin uh, is not allowed and truma is not allowed. Uh, then what we could do uh, is have someone in the middle uh, that would say, okay, truma is allowed up until then, and chulin allowed up until then uh, and could intermediate between the positions. However, uh, th- this is a totally new idea because uh, both Rabbi Yumeya and Rabbi Yuda don't actually talk about the uh, uh, truma at all and therefore uh, it is uh, it's, it's it's totally uh, a separate opinion altogether, uh, and therefore it doesn't uh, act as this uh, intermediary uh, between these two opinions. Okay, that's the the one on uh, Sivatema when Rav said Rav Kamakahatana he when he said the Lacha goes Rakabuda what he was talking about uh, another law altogether. Detanya Abba Sashkaliot Bashabat. What happens if uh, the fourteenth of Nisan falls on a Shabbat? I Erev Pesach falls on Shabbat, which it actually does happen to in five seven eight one. Ma Verin it's a call Shabbat. It says you not you don't take. Uh, the, you don't do things as you normally do uh, on uh, Erev Pesach, okay, uh, because of the reason um, you have to remove it before Shabbat. Uh, you don't, you don't, uh, you obviously can't burn it on Shabbat itself, and therefore you have to remove everything before Shabbat. Vesorfin, Trumot, Tzmeat, Tzluin, and what do you do? You take it out before Shabbat and you burn uh, the, the Truma uh, that is Tameh. Tolin uh, tahorot, and uh, you leave uh, the the tahor truma. Uh, you suspend it. Tolin tuliot tahorot. If it is uh, holy uh, and albeit uh, chametz, you suspend it. I you, you try to see if it gets eaten, uh, and, uh, and and that's what you you do. And uh, and sharin minatahorot mazon shteisudot. And also the truma that you want to eat, uh, you know that that you don't that you don't. You, 
you, you keep it aside for your meals. Uh, but yeah, you just you know and you leave over uh, the extra uh, truma that is tahor uh, that is pure. Uh, you leave that mason mason shleish shurot kedai lachol adabash ot divrebi leza brebi yehuda ishpa tota shama mishum brebi yeshua. Really, what you do? He says the the idea is uh, that. Um, what you mean to do? You have got uh, uh, this trimmer uh, as well. You want to let it be as long as possible. And what you do is uh, uh, you you wait until four hours of the morning. That's Rebbe Leizer ben Yehuda of Atotu in the name of Rabbi Yeshua. Uh, and um, and that's 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 you know we we haven't got to the the the, the proof yet, uh, but that's the statement of uh, of really Elizabeth and Yehuda. Okay, in the name of Yeshua, Amar Lo So Amar Lo. What did they say back to him? Torah Lo Yisarfu. No, you shouldn't. You're not allowed to burn pure truma. Uh, and it says Shema Yimtzenu Lahin Ochlin. Don't don't burn it because maybe you'll find uh, someone to eat it. Amar Lahin Kvar Bikshu Velo Matzah. Ravidi asked around if there's anyone who can uh, eat this and uh, we haven't found uh, anyone uh, to do it uh, maybe all the um Kwanim were, were really full up or whatever the case is uh, no maybe there are people uh, that uh, you know that 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 are outside the city at, at present uh, they, they slept outside the walls and they'll come in and they're going to be needing something to eat on erev uh, pesach just before the time of um uh, of you know before the t- the time that you can still eat it, okay, uh, and therefore um, you know, maybe they're there. He says, "Amalehem." If that's what you say, uh, then you know that's so far fetched. He says, "Well, then once you're getting far fetched, I will tell you another far fetched thing." The divrechem, according to what you say, afteluot lo yisarfu. Even something that is hanging there, i.e., uh, that uh, you know you're not sure whether it is tamay or not. Uh, even if you're unsure about it, uh, instead of burning it, uh, why you should keep it? Shema yavo elayu v'itarem, because Eliyahu might come and say it is tahor. Uh, and and therefore you'd have to deal with it um, differently. You might have a chance to eat it as opposed to trumatame, which you a kohen can't eat. Uh, he says, uh, we had this in uh, Erevin as well, uh, Eliyahu Navi is not going to come on uh, on, on a Friday uh, or Erev uh, Ayantov because everyone's busy, everyone's running around, everyone's getting ready for, for Shabbos and Yantov, uh, and therefore he's not going to come uh, at that time. He's gonna, would, that would end up taking people away uh, from their Shabbos preparations. Uh, interestingly enough, um, just in parentheses, uh, that is why uh, we uh, uh, sing songs like we sing Eliyahu and Avi on uh, Motzei Shabbat uh, because of the fact that now, uh, after two days, because uh, he can't come, uh, we had this when we discussed the Tchum uh, in, uh, in, in Erevin, uh, we said that he, he, he can't go above the Tchum and he can't go beyond the Tchum, uh, beyond, uh, you know, um, uh, ten uh, amot, uh, amot from the ground. We we'd had all these discussions uh, back then. He can't violate his tchum, so his his area around him. And therefore, what we're saying is, in terms of Eliyahu uh, Navi, uh, he can't come on a Friday because he'll disturb people, and he also can't come on Shabbos because you're not worried. You don't want him to violate the laws of the tchum. So therefore, on a Motzei Shabbat, uh, that would be uh, an ideal time for him to come. So that is often why you know the, a lot of the uh, songs focus on Eliyahu. 
and Amru, we say, Lord Lazu Misham, Achikfu, Halacha, Karebidez, Ben Yuda, Ishba, Tota, Shema, Mishum, Rabbi Yeshua. And they established the Halacha. They didn't move from there until they established Halacha, like Rebidez, Ben Yehuda, of Batoto, who said in the name of Rabbi Yeshua, I, what we just said before, that it was edible up until the fourth hour. So that is how, well, that's the proof uh, from there. In any case, Ma, Lava, Fili, Lechol, surely that what we are saying here is in terms of that uh, even with eating, uh, that that's all you're to do is up until the fourth hour that you can eat, uh, and, and that's exactly what uh, Rav Yehuda said. Uh, no, Amra Papa, he says not necessarily Mishmari Rava, law Lava Air. No, he says that's only in terms of uh, burning it. Okay, you can take out a Truma on Friday uh, if there's no one else uh, to to eat it. And even Rabbi Yehuda Nasi uh, holds like Rav Nachman, Amra, Ravin, uh, Ba, Rav Ada, uh, Masi, Adam uh, Echad. There was an incident with one person, Shehik Pid, Desakia, Malaya Chameitz, Etzel Rabbi Yochanan Kuka, Venikvata Achbarim, Vaya Chameitz, Mavatzbeitz. Okay, Vyotzai. All right, so what happened is there was something that happened with a person who had a big saddlebag and he had it full of chametz and uh, and it was he was with Rabbi Yochanan Hakuka and the mass uh, came and they made holes. Nikva Achparim. They made the holes via chametz mevatzvets and the and the and the the this this chametz is uh, falling all around out of the sack. So interestingly enough, uh, what what happens is v'alif nei rebi, you know, mevatzvets you say was falling all over v'alif nei rebi, and they come in front of rebi. Sharishona amalehim the first day, uh, first hour of the day, uh, he said to them, Hamtain, uh, wait, wait for the person he might come uh, back now. Shnia amalehe lamalo hamtain. Second hour he also said wait. Shlishit amalo hamtain. Third hour he also said wait. Revit amalo hamtain. Still on the fourth hour he says wait. Chamishit amalo tzei mochra bashuk. Go and sell it out in the shuk in the fifth hour. Okay, so uh, that's he realized the person's not coming, so he said, go sell it in the market. The question is, um, my love, uh, surely what he's talking about, Logim, obviously he must be talking about non-Jews, Krabi uh, Huda, and that's it, you'd be allowed to... Uh, um, uh, this would go exactly like Rabbi Yehuda, because Rabbi Yehuda says that uh, there is this time period uh, where it's kind of in abeyance. You can't eat it yourself, uh, but you can sell it. So in the, the begin- that uh, the, the time period would be according to Rabbi Yehuda. Amalar Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef says, Lo, Israel, Rabbi Meir. No, you could go like um, uh, like. Rabbi Meir uh, it could go according to opinion. You could even set a Jewish person, uh, and uh, and you know he says that uh, that uh, like Rabbi Meir, who says that you can actually eat uh, the schametz uh, in the, in the fifth hour itself, uh, and um, and uh, and you'd have to destroy it only at the beginning of the sixth hour. Okay, and that uh, as we said at eleven o'clock. Ama lo ama le abayim ili Israel nishkale nafshei. Uh, if it is uh, allowed for a Jew to, to do it, well, why doesn't he uh, take it for himself? Uh, a Jew is allowed to get benefit. Why must he slip out to the shuk and uh, sell it in the shuk? Yeah, surely he should just take it for himself uh, and then he'll pay back uh, the person. When the person comes to claim uh, what he's done, he said, listen, I've, ate, I've eaten it, uh, but yeah, here's the money for it. Uh, I couldn't keep it over Pesach, so I'm actually saving it for you. I ended up eating it myself uh, and, and here's the money back for it. So that, that 
that is the uh, you would think that would be a logical thing to do. And the Gemara says law uh, doesn't say law, but uh, it means no. Uh, it says mishum chashara. You're not allowed to do that uh, because of uh, suspicion, right? People are going to suspect you of doing something wrong. Detanya gabe tzedaka. People who are collecting tzedaka uh, for. Um, uh, they are the gabaim of the Tzadaka fund, right? It says, uh, What happens if they don't have any poor people uh, at that at that time uh, at that time to give the money away? Portin uh, Protein Latsman. What happens is they've got no uh, way of getting the money. What do they do? Uh, they have to swap the money uh, and, and, and give it to other people and, and get a line of credit, maybe, or something like that. Uh, you know, or maybe they've got small coins they want to swap it into big coins. They're not allowed to do it themselves. Uh, they, 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 it's, it's, it's not allowed for them uh, to do it uh, with, with, with their own coins and swap it out, uh, even if it, you know, it, it, they, they're doing thing, things absolutely. Um, uh, uh, correctly, uh, it says you're not allowed to do it, as we're going to see uh, why in a second. Gaba uh, if people are collecting money for this uh, of, of food, uh, if they're going to distribute the food, and they don't have anyone to uh, give the food out to, uh, they have to sell it to independent third parties. They're not allowed to uh, sell it to themselves, as it were, so that the, and uh, they can't eat the food themselves and then replace that with uh, money uh, you have to be clear not only in the eyes of uh, of Hashem but also in the eyes of people uh, in other words so you have to be seen uh, people can't suspect you because otherwise people would say ah oh, that guy's got a deal that guy's uh, schmuckling things uh, etc and therefore that that wouldn't be allowed uh, the same thing here uh, in terms of it so uh, he can't uh, do this he can't sell the chametz uh, to himself uh, and then eat it because people would say that it would be an artificially low price and then and, and people would say that's what he wanted to do the whole time etc people uh, you, you have to look clean uh, both in the eyes of Hashem but also in the eyes of people because otherwise would people can suspect you all right, so therefore we, we revert to that. Amalei Rav Ada bar Matna Rav Yosef. He says, no, uh, what, what uh, I heard, you know, that you told us. Um, and this is because uh, Rav Yosef uh, had actually forgotten his learning. Uh, so now it's, normally it's a buyer that reminds him here. It's Rav Ada bar Matna. He says, no, you told us. Uh, um, uh, you explicitly told us the case. Uh, go and sell it to non-Jews uh, like Rabbi Huda. Okay, so we see that uh, you know we, we, we could interpret it uh, that way, and uh, and, and it, it doesn't necessarily have to go like Rabbi Meir. It could even be go like Rabbi Huda. All right. Um, uh, and now, I'm a Rav Yosef. Come on, Azlahai, Shmata de Rebbe. Where is the, uh, who does it go like that, that we heard in terms of Rebbe Yehuda Nasi, uh, that a uh, person should sell this uh, um, this chametz uh, that is deposited with him uh, in order to, to stop the guy losing all his money. Krabin Shimon ben Gamliel, like Rav Rashbag, Rav Shimon ben Gamliel did none, as we learned in a Mishnah, and often when it talks about deposits, it's above a Mitzia uh, Mishnah. Hamafkir, Hamafkir, uh, uh, if you deposit uh, fruit with your friend, even if they're starting to go off, um, 
uh, you're not allowed to, to, to touch it. Uh, okay, you just have to leave the fruit and uh, hopefully it, you know, will, uh, it won't go off too much, but you can't touch it because that could be uh, defined as theft. Rabbi Shimon Gamla Omer Rashbag says, Really, what you have to do is sell it to the Beitin. Uh, he says, Go appear in front of the, the, the Beitin and sell it to them. Uh, we'll get them to approve uh, of the sale. Uh, because it's like a Shabbat Aveda. If you just leave it, uh, that's not caring for a person's lost object because now this thing is lost, it's going off. And if you just leave it and you think, oh, well, I'm not uh, going to... Um uh, I'm not going, you know, in case it, I'm suspected of theft, I'm not going to uh, even touch it. Well, then that's actually going to cause a guy a loss of money. So by you being uh, pious and everything like that, and uh, that, but it's not going to help anything because uh, you'd have lost the money. Uh, the, your friend will have lost the money. So really what you can do, uh, says Rabbi Shumin Gamdao, come to court uh, and sell them in front of everyone. So people, number one, can't suspect you of uh, taking unfair advantage. Uh, but number two, you have uh, preserved uh, this guy's uh, uh, fruit because now the fruit will get eaten by you and uh, and then there's there's no problem and the guy will come back uh, once he's uh, um, once he's deposited back you say oh the fruit went off but he has the money uh, the equivalent money for the fruit okay so uh, so so surely that that also goes like you know th- that's exactly what um, you know who what Rebbe said uh, that you have to go and sell uh, the schamates to to non-Jews because of the fact that even though the guy never pitched up but otherwise if you don't sell it to non-Jews it will be chomet shavar alav pesach. It will be chomet that uh, pesach has passed over and would be forbidden to eat. So that you're actually helping uh, this person out. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, and and also about about this, we just carry on uh, a little bit uh, about this. Amalei Abaya Abaya says v'lo v'lav itmar alav. Didn't we say about that? Amar Abarach Rav. Surely what we're saying is that the reason you might not be allowed to touch uh, this guy's fruits is where it's going down, but it's, it's, it's not uh, accelerated depreciation. Uh, every now and then one, one little bit of, of fruit goes off. There's, you know, that's not uh, a uh, the, the worst thing okay however if it is uh, going beyond uh, the standard rate you know you just one one thing starts getting mold and if you leave it any longer uh, it's all going to get mold uh, it says then uh, everyone actually agrees that you can go take it to court uh, and 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 here as well in terms of this comates uh, surely you should have been able to to sell it uh, very very soon because other you know the the, the closer it comes to Pesach the the less chance you've got of eating this comates so so therefore the same thing over here surely you should sell uh, this leaven. Okay, uh, good. So we move on now to the next part of the Mishnah. Uh, Rabbi Huda said two uh, loaves, uh, and we, he had said uh, they were uh, these uh, loaves were disqualified of a toda. And it says you put them on the pillars. Uh, it says um, uh, we're going to have three different uh, answers, uh, three different ideas over there. Tanik, uh, 
It says on top of the bench in the temple. What, you know, you're hiding it. If you put it on top of a bench, uh, that's not going to uh, let anyone see anything. People can't see that far. And therefore, you know, what's the point of putting it on the bench if you want to stop people eating chametz? Uh, therefore, uh, you trying to hide it? No, it says, Tani, I'll gav. Uh, I'll gag, sorry, it, it's the uh, what we said. I'll, 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 um, I'll gag, uh, you mean on top of that's on you know next to, uh, but here is I'll gag. Uh, this, this is on the on the roof uh, where everyone could see them. You put them high on the roof, and people would be able to see uh, what's going on. And as we said, you know, as we said, just remind ourselves what we said in the Mishnah: if there were two there, then everyone behaved normally. If there was one there, uh, people would uh, stop eating uh, chametz. And then, uh, when when both uh, there was nothing there, it was they were removed. Uh, the two loaves were removed. Uh, then the whole nation burned their chametz. Okay. And while we are talking about these pillars in the Beit Hamikdash, Amar Rakhava, Amar Avuda, Harabite, Stav Kaful Hava, uh, it says the Temple Mount had these uh, double rows of columns. Uh, it says Tani Namiyachi. We also learned that Harabite, Stav Kaful Hava. There were two rows of columns on the Harabite. Rabbi Yehuda Omer Istavnit Ha'ita Nikret Stav Livnim Istav Colonnade inside a colonnade Istavit. Okay, all right, that is that. In any case, uh, psulin. Uh, we say they were psulot, right? These uh, uh, loaves were pasul. So now the Gemara questions us. Uh, and, and here we're going to see three different answers as to the following question. Am I psulot? Why were these loaves uh, disqualified? Because there were many uh, different loaves. In other words, um, what we're going to see is the the the, the uh, Toda offerings that were offered up, uh, or a lot of them were offered up on Erev, um, uh, the day that we're talking about Erev, the 14th, I had offered up on the 13th uh, of uh, of Nisan. Uh, people came to Jerusalem to be there for Pesach, and they realized that they had to bring a, a, a Toda offering for whatever reason. Now, part of the Toda offering uh, is that you have to bring it with 40 loaves, 10 of which are chametz, and 30 are unleavened, like uh, some of them are crackers the type of thing, and some of them are like laughers. Uh, and uh, you know different ideas, uh, you know d- different uh, compositions. In any case, so ten of them were chametz, uh, and, and and that is our issue uh, because there are a lot of people making uh, chametz. Uh, it's going to be too many of them, and invariably, as uh, one of them or two of them uh, at least are going to um, you know go beyond the time. All you've got to do to uh, all the ta- the time limitation that you've got uh, is. Um, to eat a today is the, the remaining day if you shecht something at 12 o'clock during the day you've got until from 12 o'clock until 6 o'clock and then the following night uh, so you have to finish uh, 40 loaves uh, you know in, 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 a, in a very short uh, time period and therefore you know you'd have to um, uh, you know, you, and, and there was a chance if you did it by yourself, uh, then uh, you're not going to finish all of that stuff. Now, <clears throat> the idea is just, uh, I think it's the Nativ, uh, that is a very famous uh, idea uh, of that. It says really a person, you know, to 40 loaves of, uh, of uh, bread stroke, uh, you know, even though it's chametz, uh, but it could be like a matzah type thing. Uh, but that 40, 40 loaves a lot. Uh, so really, and you've only got uh, the rest of the day, and if you shift it like late in the afternoon, then you've really got an afternoon and an 
overnight. So to eat a massive amount of food. So really, what do you do? Uh, is the idea is that you want other people to come and and uh, and and help you finish it. And really, that's the idea. Is what uh, what you do is you invite a whole lot of people. Number one, it helps you finish it. But number two, it helps you actually publicize uh, the miracle or the or the the thing that you're giving thanks for uh, in front of many people. And that really is the idea over here. Okay, so. Uh, uh, we were saying invariably, as we said, it would get lost. Uh, I mean, lost, uh, it would become um, uh, puzzle, right? It would become puzzle. Um, uh, they would get left over and then they become puzzled. They meant to be eaten on the night after the 13th, I early the night of the 14th, and now they didn't get uh, done and then uh, they didn't finish eating it uh, and therefore you'd have to burn them. And also the other thing is you're not allowed to bring uh, on Erev Pesach and definitely not on Pesach itself uh, because of the fact that it's all got uh, chametz, uh, 10 of the 40 loaves of chametz and it, you have to have uh, all 40 loaves, you can't just have bits of, the, you know uh, uh, 30 out of 40 or anything like that you have to have all 40 alright, so uh, that uh, that is uh, that, that is that discussion in terms of so so some of them would have been uh, left overnight, that's that's uh, the first view uh, the Gemara says, Pshita uh, surely you can't bring it on Pesach these uh, unleavened breads and here what we're saying obviously you can't bring it on Pesach uh, Torah offering on Pesach, but here what we're talking about even Erev Pesach uh, even on the 14th you know we explained this a bit before just you know so to to understand, but you know, we were just uh, repeating it, and we say uh, that if you are uh, bringing it uh, early on, uh, and uh, instead of having a day and the night to uh, um, to finish it, if you bring it and you say, listen, uh, I'll have you know, shechted it like uh, seven in the morning, and you say, well, I'm sure I'll be eating it by finish it by twelve. You're not allowed to do that, uh, and that's it because there, there's a high probability that uh, you're not going to finish everything in time, and therefore it's going to go to to get burnt, and that is problematic. Okay, that's not the right thing to do, to burn uh, kochim, uh, holy items, if you don't have to. Okay. And obviously, so we can't be talking about the fourteenth. So therefore, everyone's bringing it on the thirteenth uh, of of Nisan. So then they, they've got the, you know the the day of the rest of the day of the thirteenth and uh, what would be the night of the fourteenth. Okay, uh, and it says mitoch shayin merubot nifslin belina, and because there's so many of them, and uh, you know you're not going to be able to finish all of them. So because uh, a lot of people are doing it all at once, uh, therefore uh, they, they get they go off in inverted commas they, they're left overnight and uh, you can't do it so therefore you have to burn it uh, the next day okay um, uh, and those obviously are the, the, the things that they are used and in, in, in it's the bar on the roof okay um, now Mishum Rabbi Yana second uh, understanding Amru Ksharotai no they were perfectly kosher there was nothing possible about them and, and you know all that previous discussion that we had not necessarily uh, people might uh, 
um, you know, realize that uh, they, they have to eat up and they, they, they don't like leave stuff to waste. Anyway, kosher uh, So therefore, they, these things, these loaves were kosher. Ela amaykra lepsulot. Why they call them pasul? Shlo nishkat zevach. You know, so but uh, because the, there was no animal uh, shechted uh, with them to make them holy, uh, they were just uh, you know, a person came and he said, listen, these these loaves over here are, are for you know a Torah offering, but he didn't actually bring uh, the Torah offering as well. So therefore, they were like you know, a person said Torah loaves, but that that's meaningless. Okay, shalom nishkat alayim azevach v'nishkat. So the Gemara says, well then. You know, if you've got these loaves and you've designated these loaves for Torah, well then bring the Torah offering. Shavar has avada zevach. We say no, the offering uh, got lost. Okay, uh, we we had an offering, but now it's got lost. So all you're left with is the loaves, and that, uh, as we said. Um, they are disqualified, even though they uh, uh, have not been left overnight. Uh, so then, you know, surely what you do is, is you've lost one animal, so you bring a second animal uh, as a replacement, and you shift it uh, with it, and, and then the, the Torah offerings will combine. I mean, the, the breads will combine uh, with the second offering. Uh, no, uh, what do we say? Uh, no, the person before, before you know, the, the actual case is, uh, the person said, this is a Torah offering and this is the bread that I'm going to offer it uh, with it and then it was that animal that gets lost so these were connected to an animal um, you know and, uh, and, and and therefore um, you know that, that's that and once the animal goes so the 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 Torah offerings are I mean the Torah breads are, are kind of lost now uh, and the uh, Amarava and Rav, we just proved this because Rav said, "Avada lechem mavi lahem echad." If you if you lose the loaves, uh, that's not such a big deal because uh, then you can bring mavi lechem acher. You bring additional bread. Okay, you just bake up some more loaves. We're obviously not talking Pesach here, uh, but you know the, you just bake up some more loaves and you bring them. After that, what happens is the animal gets lost though. So we say if the bread gets lost, you just make new bread. Okay, after that, if the animal gets lost though. You don't bring uh, um, the, another animal over there. Why? Uh, you can't just uh, add on an animal to these breads. These breads were designated with a specific animal. Uh, we say the loaves are only brought uh, if you bring the actual offering itself. So the, the, the offering uh, is the main thing and the breads are subordinate to it. Uh, and therefore... Uh, what we're saying is that uh, you know we, we bring the loaves only because there is a proper shlamim, uh, but it's not that you bring a shlamim uh, because of the loaves. It's not an opposite uh, an opposite thing. The the, the the sacrifice is much more important than the uh, the bread. Okay. Um, the Gemara says, "Nifrakinu." Uh, uh, okay. Well, surely what you can do if you made a mistake, let's say, and you you know that's. Uh, um, and you've consecrated them in error. So what do you do? You just redeem them, and you are allowed to do such a thing. You just redeem them, and they'll become chulin. The Gemara says, Actually, what happened is, uh, you have connected, you connected properly the, the loaves uh, with an animal, uh, and then you shechted the animal, and there's blood uh, over there that you have to sprinkle. Uh, once you sprinkle the blood, uh, the the loaves become uh, inexorably uh, linked uh, with 
the with animal, and since the animal is perfectly good to eat, uh, once you sprinkle the blood, uh, the the loaves are also uh, fully good to eat. Okay, and that that that's good. But now the problem is that uh, you shifted the animal, so the blood was waiting there. However, the blood got uh, spilled out, and once it got spilled out, uh, the, the 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 loaves also can't go ahead because the underlying uh, animal on which it was based is now uh, a puzzle that cannot be uh, brought up. So therefore, the loaves are held in abeyance, and that's right. they're perfectly kosher in and of themselves. Uh, but uh, there was something that happened with the offering, and it says. And we just uh, give the source of this law. Uh, it says Karebi. This must go like Rebi's opinion. Dama Rebi, because Rebi says Ishtay Darim Hamatirin Umalin Ze He says there are two different aspects, uh, you know, in terms of the uh, uh, permitting a, a sacrifice of a Tuda, uh, you know, and. Um, I suppose any uh, offering as well, uh, you know, and uh, you have to, uh, and, and, and one's good, you know, even without the other. Detanya, right? Uh, we say in terms of this uh, going back to these uh, um, animals that are brought on on Shavuot with a with a with a um, bread. Uh, the kivza atzeret uh, we we bring on on shavuot very similar to the Torah type of things. That's the only other time uh, that you have leavened bread used in uh, uh, you know as part of uh, the sacrificial service. Even though it's not burnt on the altar, but uh, you know you have what's known as kivza atzeret, uh, where you've got uh, the lambs sacrificed on shavuot. Uh, that you bring two lambs and you bring two loaves of bread. It's called shteilechem. Okay, so in terms of the the uh, it's if you shech the lambs, uh, it makes the loaves holy. Right, a similar kind of idea uh, to, to, to the shlamim. Uh, if you consecrate the, the lambs, uh, the bread becomes holy. That's the, the main thing is the lambs, uh, and uh, you know the bread becomes holy uh, because of that. So, um, uh, so therefore... Uh, the Tanya keeps Atzeret these lambs of Atzeret of Shavuot. Ain Makachin Ela Halechem Ela Beshkita. So once you shake the lambs, uh, then the breads become holy. Kaitzad Shachatan Nishman Vzarek Dam Nishman Kadosh Lechem. So obviously, if everything goes well, uh, you shake the animal uh, with the proper intentions. What's known as Lishman for its own sake. Uh, and uh, what happens with that uh, is then the the and and also what you do Vzarek Daman. So the, there's shechting and sprinkling. That's the two things. Uh, that we'd said uh, that when we said Rebbe said two things are important uh, and the one is the, the Shkita uh, at the time of Shkita the animal uh, that connects the animals with these the Shta Lechem uh, and um and then at the time of Zarak, uh, if you sprinkle the blood, Daman Lishman, also for its own sake, not with any uh, other uh, you know, different motives, incorrect uh, uh, thoughts uh, at, that, at the time of doing those two actions, which are critical, uh, it says, um, if you throw the blood, Lishman, Kadesh uh, So then uh, the... Um, uh, you know, if if you shake the animal and you and you throw the blood, uh, then you are fully entitled to eat uh, the bread. Okay, that's uh, because you intend, you sacrifice them uh, with the correct intention. However, shaktan shalolishman, zraktaman shalolishman. What happens if you shake them with incorrect intention? You were thinking about another sacrifice uh, or something like that, uh, or uh, you threw the blood also with 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 incorrect intentions. We're not going to go into exactly what those are uh, right now. They're not germane uh, for right now. 
Anyway, no Kodesh Lechem. If you do both things wrong, then the bread is obviously not sanctified. Now, Shachatan Nishman, Vizrak Daman, Shalom Nishman. What happens if you shechted it for its own sake and you threw the blood not for its own, not for its own sake? Okay, so there's an Im, uh, improper uh, intention when it comes to sprinkling the blood. Lechem Kadosh, Vayno Kadosh, Divrei Rebbe. And Rebbe says it's kind of an intermediate stage. Uh, the loaves are, are, are consecrated in one way, uh, they can't be redeemed, but on the other hand, they're not fully consecrated so much uh, that you could uh, eat them. And that's kind of a, a midway uh, stage, and that was in the name of Rebbe. So we said that that, that makes sense because. Um, you know, we, we said it, it, it was shechted, uh, but then the blood spilled out. So on the one hand, that was our case. Uh, in terms of the shlamin, we say it got, 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 got to a halfway stage. So once it was shechted, we connected the loaves uh, to, this, uh, to this animal, but then the blood spilled out. So the loaves never are able to be eaten. Okay, so we just said, who did that go? And we just proved that it goes like Rebbe. However, Rabbi Rezb, Rabbi Shimon Omer, he says, actually, uh, he says, L'olam aino kadosh alechem ad shishkot lishman v'zakrat daman lishman. He says the breads are only holy uh, where both things are done uh, with the correct intention. Uh, you shecht it for its own sake and then you sprinkle the blood for its own sake. Uh, and, that's, uh, and, and that's that. Okay, so that's just the other answer. But we've already proved, as we said before, uh, uh, that, that what we're saying, that the halfway stage uh, is going like Rabbi, Rabbi Elazar Rabbi Shimon disagrees, but you know that's not. Uh, we don't need that for the for the proof now. Um, okay, but an answer. I feel the time. Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Shimon. We say no. It could even go like Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Shimon. How? How so? How come I skin? What are we talking about here? Go on. Shnikabel Hadam because Vinishbach. You talking about here where the blood was taken in a cup and then uh, it, it spilled out before it was sprinkled? Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Shimon, Sava Lei Kavua. He, Rabbi Elazar, the son of Rabbi Shimon, holds like his father, who Rabbi Shimon himself says, "Amar Kola Merlizrok Kazarok Tami." He says any. Thing which could have been uh, it had the potential to be sprinkled uh, we say it's, uh, it's, it's about to be sprinkled, it has a potential if something happens to it, it it's considered as if it was uh, sprinkled so therefore according to uh, Rebbe Laza, the son of Rebbe Shimon uh, says it's, you know, as, as long as the, the, you shake the animal correctly with the, the correct intentions and you receive the blood in the vessel uh, and that's, it's good to, uh, it would be good to sprinkle even though it wasn't ended up sprinkling you can uh, um, you know, it makes the loaves uh, holy over there. However, uh, as we've said before, you can't eat it uh, until the blood is actually uh, sprinkled. So it's kind of also a halfway thing and it could even go like Rebbe Lezer, the son of Rebbe Shimon. Tana, Tana, Mishum Rebelezer, another uh, answer. Uh, it says, Kasher Tayu, they were all kosher. Kozman, She Munachot, Kolaam, Ochlin, all the time that they were both there, everyone con- continued to eat chametz. Netlu, Echadmehem, you just took away one of them, Tolin, um, that uh, then they realized that you're not allowed to, to eat, uh, etc. You're not allowed to eat and, and burn it. It would appear uh, that what they did, they quickly uh, gobbled it down in the time of the Beda Mikdash uh, but uh, you know, just to show everyone uh, that you're not allowed to eat anymore so that maybe they removed it a few minutes before you know the, the actual time period but they knew it was a little bit longer in the temple and uh, once both of them were removed uh, it says uh, uh, they all began burning their loaves not quite sure uh, you know so maybe one of them uh, got burnt and maybe they were saying like it is important uh, at this stage 
just to to let everyone um you know even though you're wasting uh what, what would be uh holy bread here uh you know that's better than you know that rather uh, waste one loaf of holy bread and and, and not uh, make anyone make a mistake All right tanya abashal abashal says uh, no a different understanding altogether stay parot hayu he says actually uh, it's nothing to do with the breads we had three explanations to do with the breads he says actually uh, what was the sign he said there were two cows plowing on uh, Haramishka the, the, literally the Mount of Olives uh, and it says calls man short as long as both of them are plowing kolam uh, ochlin then everyone is able to eat uh, the bread that still is the time period of eating echad uh, what happens if one of the cows gets taken away tulin uh, then everyone realizes that you just hang you are in a balance uh, okay and um you don't do anything with your, uh, you don't eat the kamates, but you're allowed to get benefits, etc. You're not allowed to eat it, uh, but you don't burn it just yet. What happens when you take the second cow away? Uh, everyone sees that as a uh, the, the uh, a sign of the real time. And then the whole uh, nation goes and burns their kamates. Okay, we'll stop there at the Mishnah uh, as we move to a different uh, uh, topic where a lot of uh, Tuma and Tahara uh, for the rest of the Perik, another six duff uh, of this Perik, and uh, we'll see how we get into that uh, tomorrow. A bit of a different uh, type of, 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 of way of looking at it, uh, uh, different um, things that we've been dealing from from what we've been dealing before. However, you know, it's uh, uh, oftentimes Tuma is seen as, as challenging, but if you go through it step by step, it actually is quite logical uh, and uh, you know with that uh, mini introduction we'll see more tomorrow uh, but everyone should have a great day um, and uh, we'll pick up tomorrow with the Mishnah